HaKadosh Buhu went against his nature. The nature of a king is that when people sin and go against his commandments, they deserve to be killed. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Vrocha. This week's Parsha, Parsha's Pinchas, is a hemshech of what we saw at the end of last week's Parsha, Parsha's Balak, where the Midianim really wanted to hurt the Jewish people. They tried to curse them, curse them out and it didn't work. But then Bilam gave them an Eitzah that unfortunately worked. And that was, he said that their God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, hates immodest acts. So they were willing to give up on the princess that they had, Kuzbi Bastzu, to go and sin with Bnei Yisrael. Unfortunately, that went into place. And the epitome of it was that a Nasi in Israel was with her. And as we know, that caused HaKadosh Baruch Hu to get angry until came the heroic Pinchas bin Lazo bin Aaron Akoyen and came and killed him on the spot. And HaKadosh Buchu said to him, Psh, that was so unbelievable. I was ready to get rid of all the Jewish people and not get rid. And, and, and because of your act, your courageous act, you were Heshiv Es Chamasi, it says. You caused HaKadosh Buchu to calm down and after 24,000 people were killed due to the Magefa, everything stopped. And the main question I want to raise is, why did the Pasuk need to go on and tell us that Pinchas is referenced all the way back to Aroi Nakoin? We know that already. Why does it say Pinchas, Ben Elazo, Ben Aroi Nakoin, Heshives Hamasi, etc., etc.? So we know that Rashi already brings this question and he gives an answer. I want to share with you another answer, and that is the following. As we know, and we spoke about this several times, the more that a person has to work on himself to do the right thing, the more that he goes against the current, the more that he works hard, despite that his nature is a certain way, and he fights against his nature to do Ratzon Hashem, obviously the reward is also a lot more. Because the harder a person works, the more reward he gets, the more chashuv what he managed to do. The same goes for a mitzvah, the same goes for the amount of ishtadlus a person has to do in order to refrain from doing an avera. This is precisely what's happening over here. As we know, what does Aaron represent? Every kid in Cheder knows Aaron was oiv shalom and roidev shalom. He loved peace. He wanted to make peace between a Jew and his friend. Even when they were fighting, he went to each one and said, you know, your friend told me he actually really likes you. He was very upset about what happened. Then he went to the other guy and said the same thing. His whole nature was to try to make peace between people. And hence, it makes sense that this, this spiritual DNA, this nature of doing everything to try to make Shalom went through his generation. And therefore, we want to show that despite the fact that Pinchas came from Aaron Akoyen and he had this spiritual DNA of wanting to do peace between people, yet he did a courageous act that seemingly this dry act was against peace. It was a very extreme act of killing people. That's mamish against his nature. But yet he realized this was 100% Ratzon Hashem and he did it with all the pure Kavanas and even though it went against his nature, and hence, the Torah wanted to show us, look at the extreme level 
of Tzitkus of Pinchas. Even though it was against his nature, he was mevatel himself to do Ratzon Hashem, to go against his nature. And as we said, this is something that's nechshav a lot more than just doing a mitzvah. This is going against your nature. Agav, one of the main reasons, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons it's not even fair that you judge your fellow Jew, because it could be that something that seems to be to you, and you know that for you is a very easy mitzvah to do, but for your friend it could be it's way harder, because his nature, his spiritual DNA is different than you. Everyone starts off from a different place, and you work on yourself. HaKadosh Buchu is showing us what an amazing act it is that Pinchas did. And hence, this act is going against nature. It's very fitting that it's thanks to this act, HaKadosh Buchu stopped getting angry on Israel and stopped the Magaifa. And after 24,000 people that were killed, and it was going to continue, Chas Vishalom to get rid of all of Klal Israel. And Badin, it probably should have been that way because everyone was sinning. But Pinchas didn't act going against his nature. And as we know, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works with us is Mida Keneged Mida. So, so too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu went against his nature. The nature of a king is that when people sin and go against his commandments, they deserve to be killed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'm going to stop getting angry, even though it's against my nature, because Pinchas went against his nature. And that's why it says that Pinchas was Heshivas Chamasi. He made me calm down. All that is in the same puzzle. And as a result, we all know, Pinchas got, ironically, the Nobel Prize of Shalom. As it says in the Pasuk, Lachen emor noten lo es brisi shalom. He gets the bris of Shalom. Why the bris of Shalom? Because you see, the smida of Shalom that Pinchas had was, he, he worked on it so much that it became perfect. Shalom doesn't always represent the idea of making peace. Yes, you have that natural instinct to want to make peace, but true Shalom is you make peace when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants there to be peace. But sometimes the best peace is to ensure to kick the bad people out of your machanet, to make sure they don't negatively impact you. And Pinchas was doing this courageous act to show what life is all about and why we're here despite the fact it was against his nature. We actually used this idea to answer several questions we had. We'll just mention some of them to give the full picture. We know that Avram Avinu had 10 Nisoyinists. If you go one by one, then a lot of times you'll ask yourself, that's such a big Nisoyin. That was a test for Avram Avinu. HaKadosh Buhu is telling him, do bris milah. HaKadosh Buhu is telling him, leave the country of where your father is and go to the country I will show you later on. That's the big Nisan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to him and tells him, I'll take care of you, I'm going to take you to another country, listen to what I say. What's going on over here? And even the climax of the Nisyonis, to shecht his own son, still HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling him to do it. The answer is that the mid of Avram was chesed, and his natural instinct, DNA, was to want to do chesed. And each one of these Nisyonis were we're get, going against his nature. Amaisei gvura, leaving your father, leaving all the people he was mekalev takadish buchu. Now he has to leave all of them. He was saying to himself, "What? Who, who's going to help them? How are they going to go in the ways of Hashem? I'm their leader. I'm their Rebbe. What's going to happen?" No, Akadish Buhu said, I'm going to do Maise Gvura because Akadish Buhu said, Abris Mila, I'm going to look so different. I'm going to do this Maise. They're going to think I'm crazy. Who's going to follow me? No, Akadish Buhu said, myself and I'll even do something against my nature, my segura, to do Ratzon Hashem. And the epitome of it all is when he wants, he goes ahead and does the most 
Maise gvura there is to shecht your own son. That's totally against his nature. And yet, he goes and shows that Baruch Hu is willing to do it because that's Ratzon Hashem. And that's why at that point, Kaddish Buhu says, Atayadati, now I really see the epitome and the extremeness of how much you're willing to do Ratzon Hashem, even though it totally goes against your nature. That's why it says, Atayadati ki yere elokim ata, velochasachta et bincha et yechidcha. You didn't even, even your only son, you were willing to shecht for me, to do a maise gvua against the inclination you have to chesed. A person fighting against his own nature to do Ratzon Hashem, that's unbelievable. That's what Pinchas did to the extreme. That's what Avon Avinu did to the extreme. And that's what we should take as a lesson from here. That we have to do our best to do Ratzon Hashem. And where does it count the most? When it goes against our natural instinct. When it goes against our spiritual DNA. And yet we still do our best to get close to HaKadosh Buchu and do His Ratzon. As we know, everything in this world, there's a parallel also to the spiritual world. And as we all know, no pain, no gain. We can say that in many places, many areas in life. The most simple one is if a person wants to build up his muscles. It's actually the tearing of the muscle, if I understand correctly, and the pain that you have when you lift weights, that in itself is going to be the thing that makes your muscle grow. And hence, when it hurts, when it's the hardest and you still lift those weights, even after you did 10 times, one more time, each one at that point counts so much more. So to here, when we go against our nature, which is the hardest thing to do, to do Ratzon Hashem, that's unbelievable. With this idea, we also answered, what's Pshan in a prayer? A lot of people say that Tefillah in the morning, and also in Rosh Hashanah, that we tell HaKadosh Buhu, just like Avraham Avinu was able to suppress and conquer his Midas Rachamim, and instead of doing, he did a Maisei Gvurah to Shech son, so to HaKadosh Buhu, you suppress your Kaas. That's not symmetrical at all. Avraham Avinu suppressed and was koivish his rachamim. And we're asking HaKadosh Buhu, Faker, the opposite, to be koivish, to suppress his kas. What kind of a prayer is that? It doesn't seem that to be symmetrical at all. But based on what we're saying, it's beautiful. The idea is, just like Avraham Avinu went, went against his natural instinct, against the middle of chesed, to do a maiseh gvua, to do a brutal act, seemingly, to kill his own son, to shecht him, to sacrifice him to HaKadosh Buhu, so too HaKadosh Buhu, please go against your nature, which is a king's nature. That's when someone goes over the commandment of a king, he's deserved to kill, please also you HaKadosh Buhu, koivish your kas, get rid and suppress your kas and instead your anger, suppress the anger and do rachamim with us. The Gemara says that when a person's mavir al midoisav, so too, HaKadosh Buhu will be mavir on Pesha'av. HaKadosh Buhu will forgive him on the sins he has done. The simple understanding of the Gemara is when a person really upsets, upsets you and you still hold yourself strong not to do anything, then it's a big thing. And in that merit, HaKadosh Buhu will forgive you for, for all your sins. That's a simple understanding. Solomon that he extrapolates this to Aryasoid. That any time, not just the midah of anger, if you don't get angry, wow, that's amazing. Any natural midah you have, and it's very hard for you not to do the wrong, not, you have a natural instinct to do a certain thing, and each one has a different natural instinct. And despite that fact, you hold yourself strong not to do that, whatever that negative trait is, but you hold yourself back, so it's way harder for you to do that, then HaKadosh Buhu, in that merit, will 
forgive you for all your sins. We'd just like to end, before we end with the story, I want to extrapolate this idea to a more chlaladic idea, meaning, until now we're saying that when a person has a natural in- instinct to do something, and he suppresses that instinct to do Ratzon Hashem, which is way harder, that's the money ball, as they say. That is where the most reward is given. I think that we can also extrapolate this to the generation in which we are living in. It seems like with the Western culture seeping in everywhere and the values are so corrupt today that it's way harder to do every little Maise Mitzvah. It's so much harder, especially if you're in a working environment that people mock anything that's spiritual. We've all been in these situations. And then the person has to realize that it's Dafka. In these situations, that if you step up to the plate, that's when it has the most meaning. It might be the hardest, but that gufa is the reason that it has the most meaning. Yeshua HaKadosh Buchu, I know what life's all about. As the Chafetz Chaim said, these generations are so much harder. Every little thing we do in this generation, you have to know it's substantial because it's so much harder than it was several generations ago. I would just like to end with an incredible true story that my wife just showed me on that Rav uh, Yitzchak Zilberstein writes in his, one of his Sfarim Niflotecha Sicho. And this is an amazing mice that someone went against his natural will to help out another Jew. There was this advertisement for an interview to work in this big factory. And these two women that are, two, two, two women that are friends, Sarah and Rivka. Sarah is married with several kids. Her husband learns Torah all day. So they have a very small income. Whereas Rivka, she wants to get married. She hasn't gotten married already for, for many years. And they both, without knowing, went and registered to come for an interview to this factory. One day they bump into each other, they speak to each other, and they realize they both are registered to come to, to the interview on the same day. The first one, Rivka, the one without kids, without didn't get married yet, has the interview at 10 in the morning, and Sarah has at 1 p.m. So Rivka goes at 10 in the morning, and they start asking her all kinds of questions, and they were very, very truly impressed by her, also by her midois, and also with her knowledge, and her creativity, etc., etc. They decide on the spot, listen, we want you to start immediately. You are the one we are looking for, and we want you. And yes, it's not nice. We're not going to close our doors. We already set up times for other people. So we're still going to have other people come for interviews. But we're telling you right now that you are the one we chose. By the way, open brackets. So Zilberstein said that was not a fair thing to do. Not let's on Hashem. Once you know who you're going to choose. And that's why there's no real names here. Because we don't want to know the name of the factory. Because it would be Lashonara. But once you know you, that this is the person you want. Then you should not interview other people and waste their time. If you know for sure you're not going to take them. Close brackets. And then, as Rivka hears this, and she's very happy, but she says, listen, I have a friend, Sarah, who's married, her husband's an Avreich, and he learns Torah all day, they don't have a big income, they have a big family, she's an amazing girl, she's a very hard worker, and I would like to give up my position for her, the position you're offering me for her, because she needs it way more than me. They were dumbstruck, they couldn't believe what she was saying, but they decided, okay, if, if we'll be impressed by her as well, then we'll take her. And indeed, she came in. They were impressed by her as well. There was still a major par between her and Rivka, but they decided to mechabed what the other woman asked them to do and to hire this woman, Sarah. So Sarah was hired. A couple weeks later, Rivka gets a call from the, the, the owners of the factory. The mother called 
the wife of the owner called her and she said, listen, Rivka, we want to talk to you. Can you come into the office? She says, what do you mean? She started crying. You, you fired Sarah? Well, no, no, no. It's something more on a personal note. We want you to come in. So she comes in and uh, the husband and wife, the owners of the factory, they say to her, we still can't believe the amazing act that you did, that you're willing to give up your own profession. You had this amazing job in our factory to someone else. Straight away, says the mother, straight away, I pictured you as being the best color for my son. We see you have amazing midot and look how much you're willing to sacrifice for your fellow Jew, your friend, that we can't think of anyone better. Can you please go out with him and see, maybe go on a date, and a shidduch date, maybe it's going to work out. And indeed, that was what happened. And a couple of weeks, weeks later, they already decided they're going to get married. And the owners of the factory came up to her and they, and they said, you were willing to give up a small paycheck every month. And instead, your husband is going to be able to learn all day and you won't have any problems because both of you are going to be partners in owning our factory. Yeratzon that will realize that it's dafka the times that it's harder that we gain the most when we show HaKadosh Buhu that even in those times, we do our best to do it on Hashem. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.